If you will, turn with me in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5, and today we're looking at verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 19. And Children's Church is getting started, so if you want to join them there, that'd be great. Amy Wilson is here somewhere. Where are you at? There you are. Amy is going to hand out some maps today after the worship service. This is for our drive-by prayer. Um, you've heard of prayer walking. Uh, we have quite an area to cover in our 40 days of prayer. And so we are going to have a, a prayer drive. And if you would take a map today and then uh, sometime at your convenience, drive the area that's marked off on that map. And as you drive, um, pray for the homes uh, that are uh, that, that come up on your windshield there. Uh, notice uh, if there are any children there. Uh, notice if there's uh, a need uh, that seems pretty obvious. And be in prayer. Because those are the folks that are going to receive the gospel uh, starting August 22nd. And we're going to be distributing pamphlets to each home. Uh, either hanging them on the doorknob if nobody's home or handing them to the person that comes to the door and pray that they are receptive. We have had several churches from Salem Association to be out passing out these tracts and, and these um, packets that have the gospel in them, and they have been well received, well received. People are glad we're coming. They are glad we're showing up on their door, and we have good news. We have good news, and so I pray that You'll get involved in uh, prayer 40 days and do some of that prayer driving. If we run out, we'll do it again next Sunday. We can get more maps. Getting maps is not a problem. So uh, I hope we run, run, hope we run short and we get to do it again next Sunday as well. Today's passage of Scripture uh, concerning the Ten Commandments has to do with integrity. Integrity. And uh, I wish to speak about that subject today. As we read the scripture together, verse 19 simply says, You shall not steal. You shall not steal. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul said, Let him who steals, steal no longer. Meaning that because you have come to faith in Christ, he provides what you need. The challenge becomes, do we trust God? Do we trust God? Now, a person who is stealing is a person who's operating out of scarcity, believing that there's just so many pieces to the pie, and uh, if I don't have all the pieces I need in my pie, I'll take yours. And so we lack integrity because we're operating out of scarcity. When we operate out of scarcity, we are operating out of shame. We are embarrassed about who we are, we are embarrassed about what we have, and so we lack integrity. Integrity. And the truth of the matter is, integrity is our main witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who we are on Sunday and who we are on Monday is to be integrated so that we are the same person 
on Monday as we say we are on Sunday. And that's a bit confusing for some people because uh, the pressures of the world pull us away from our ideal self. The pressures of the world cause us to want to fit in to the crowd. And when we try to fit in, we want everything everybody else has. Somebody got a new lawnmower, we want a new lawnmower. Somebody got a new car, we want a new car. I saw Tommy Story's red um, Mustang out there. Tommy, I, if you want to put that in the wheel, I'd be, appreciate it. Everybody, you know, somebody got a new toy like that, I want one. And uh, when we don't have those new things, uh, we tend to go into debt and we find ourselves enslaved uh, to, the, to the indebtedness of this world in order to try to cover up our shame. In, in order to, to look good in public because the truth is we don't, we don't like who we are. We don't accept who we are. And that is the heart of integrity. Integrity is accepting who you are now in Jesus Christ. We're not who we used to be. We're not who we're going to be. But we are born again, saved believers because of the salvation we have in Jesus Christ. And we can be okay with who we are and okay with what we have. Today as we talk about integrity, uh, we have a, a definition to consider from Webster. And the definition goes something like this. Integrity is a state of being complete or integrated. Integrity comes from the word integral. Now you've talked about uh, integral numbers, meaning whole numbers. And so to have integrity is to have wholeness or completeness. To be the same person one day as you are the next day. Somebody said one time that uh, we always behave as we believe, sometimes as we confess. Hope you'll hang on to that. We always behave as we believe. If I believe that stove is hot, I'm probably not going to touch it. But sometimes as we confess, as we say we believe, so we always behave as we believe. And if we are consistent on Monday with who we are on Sunday, then that's what we truly believe. But if we act different on Monday as we do on Sunday, then that's very telling about how we see ourselves. So integrity is this state of being complete and undivided. Why is integrity important? Why is integrity important? Number one, integrity is important because I am being watched. Somebody is watching me. I've got a picture of my grandson and me. I'm in my overalls and I'm working in the yard. And he is watching me with his overalls on. And it's just a shadow of, of another person, really. And my back is turned to the camera and his back's turned to the camera. But he's leaning over and he's watching Papa. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's listening to every word that you say. And we truly don't get off uh, without uh, being uh, interpreted or uh, quoted by someone else. I remember when um, I first got promoted to 06, a friend of mine told me, he said, remember, you will always be quoted. You will always be quoted. Somebody is going to quote 
you. And the truth is, everything that we say, everything that we think, everything that we um, uh, um, engage in, we have heard somewhere else. So know for sure that you are being watched. The Bible says in the book of Job, God carefully watches the goings on of all mankind. He sees them all. No darkness is thick enough to hide evil men from God's eyes. So God sees everything. God sees everything. And we really can't fool God. Now we can fool each other. We can put, put on a front for a while. We can wear a mask for a while. You know, in the old Greek plays, they came on the stage with these false masks. And that was called pride. That's the, really the Bible word for pride. Pride is wearing a, a false mask. And we can wear a false mask in public. We can wear a false mask uh, at church. But the truth is, God sees who we really are. And He knows that we can't really fool Him. Secondly, why is integrity important? Integrity is important because I will reap whatever I sow. Integrity is important because I will reap whatever I sow. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Don't be misled. A man will always reap just the kind of crops he sows. So if you intend to reap a harvest of plenty, you need to be a person that's generous. You can't operate out of scarcity and hope to reap a harvest of plenty. But if you are generous and you are giving, and you are the kind of person that has the heart of God, which is a generous heart, then you're going to find that you'll have a plentiful harvest in your life as well. A third reason why integrity is important is that God rewards integrity. God rewards integrity. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, chapter 28, verse 20, honest people will lead a full and a happy life. But if you're in a hurry to get riches, you're going to find punishment. So if we allow our hunger to overtake our ethics, we find ourselves losing integrity. Let me say that again. If we find our hunger overcoming our ethics, our hunger for riches being stronger than our morals or our ethics, we find that we are really stealing and we don't have the integrity that God wants to bless. So integrity is important because I'm being watched. Somebody is listening. I will be quoted. Say that with me. I will be quoted. Your grandchildren will quote you. Your neighbors will quote, quote you. Somebody is going to remember what you have said. Integrity is also important because I will reap whatever I sow, and integrity is important because God wants to reward integrity. Let me close up today by talking about four steps toward integrity. Four steps toward in, in integrity. And I've got a little longer left than I realized I was going to have. One of our students said a while ago, I asked her, I said, how long do you want me to preach today? And she said, a long time. And her dad went, oh, no, no, don't, don't do that, Brother Tom. And then he asked her why. She said, because I want to take a good nap. <laughs> so here comes, here comes your nap. That's a child after my own heart right there, I tell you. 
Here, here are four steps toward integrity in your life. Number one, connect authentically to build trust. Do whatever it takes to build trust. Last Sunday, we talked about adultery. And uh, we alluded to the fact that, or uh, we just said, rather, that uh, adultery is a breach of a covenant. Now, when that happens, how in the world does a couple restore the integrity in their relationship. Integrity is restored one little step at a time. One little step at a time. When children have misbehaved and they've been disciplined by their parents, uh, they are invited in a healthy home. They are invited to rebuild their integrity with their parents. In order to do that, we have to be uh, a person of trust one little step at a time. You will soon discover that as you are a person of your word, you're a person that uh, does what you say you're going to do, a person that can be counted on, uh, a person that keeps covenant, then uh, you're the kind of person that's building trust one step at a time. And that's how you build integrity in any relationship. One little step at a time. And don't overexpect. Don't overexpect. I think that's what uh, Andy Griffith said to Gomer one time when he was getting ready to join the Marines. He was all excited about joining the Marines. And Andy said to Gomer, now Gomer, don't, just don't overexpect. Don't, 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 don't overexpect. Because we do slip. We do fail. We do falter. And when we do, it is the mercy and the grace of God that gives us the strength, that gives us the courage to rebuild a relationship one step at a time. And that's done over time. It is not instant. It takes time. And that's why those who have been in a relationship that has experienced failure find it so hard to rebuild because the other person will say often, uh, well, just trust me. Just, just trust me. And they're like, I can't. I I'm not ready to go there yet. But if you will demonstrate one step at a time that you are trustworthy, that you are a trustworthy person, you'll find that your integrity is, is glowing, your integrity is solid, your integrity uh, cannot be uh, bought, but you are an integral, an integrated person. So connect authentically. Be authentically connected to other people by building trust. I've heard people say, well, I don't know why they have so much power. How is it that so-and-so has so much power? Well, a person has power because they have been empowered. A person has power because they have been empowered. Somebody has given them the power that they have. And a person who is a person of trust and trustworthy is someone that people are willing to empower. So be a person of trust. Number two, seek to know 
and understand what your task is. What is my mission? What is my assignment? What is my task? I don't know about you, but I have all that I can handle doing what I'm supposed to do. I find that when I go around examining other people's lives and figuring out what they should be doing, I'm stepping way over my boundaries. And I'm out there meddling in people's lives that I don't need to be meddling in. And I find that my integrity is growing as I am managing what I can manage and only I can manage. I can't fix your feelings. I can't fix your problems. But I can manage me. I don't have to react and respond to the whole world when the whole world's in chaos. I only am in charge of me. Does that make sense? And when you are in charge of you, you will find yourself a person of greater integrity. You will find that you are the calming presence in the room. So often it's called upon Christians to be the calming presence in the room. To be the one person that isn't shaken by the chaos that surrounds us. And times do change and chaos does come. But you and I can find a calm in the storm and maintain our integrity because we are the people of God. And we can be at rest when the world is trying to fall apart. You find that in the life of Jesus when he was in the boat and he was asleep. And the storm came and the disciples woke Jesus up and they said, Lord, don't you care about the rest of us? And Jesus awoke and he spoke peace to the storm. And the storm was calmed. You and I have that same calling. That's our task. That is our mission in the world, to bring calm to chaos. To bring hope to hopelessness. And know that we are not going to be determined by the world, but we are going to be determined and driven by the person who lives in us, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So seek to know and understand, what is my mission? What is my task in the situation that I'm in? Number three, a third step toward integrity is work to finish well. Be a strong finisher. A person with integrity will stay with the job until it's completed. A person with integrity will uh, be there when others have run away. They will finish well. A person of integrity is one who not just gets the job done, but stays with it and helps to clean up afterwards. We used to have a big sign at our church back at Parkland. It was in the kitchen. It says, if you mess it up, clean it up. If you mess it up, clean it up. Finish well. And your integrity will show. And others will want to count on you as well. And fourthly, orient yourself toward goodness. Be a person that blesses other people. Be a person that's generous. Be a person that's willing to, willing to share who you are and what you have with other people as well. 
And when you do that, you're more like God than at any other time. Our God is a generous God. Our God is the God who wants to share. Our God is the God who wants to bless. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And that's who He is. He doesn't change. He's not, uh, you know, He doesn't change colors on us. He's not a chameleon. He doesn't change with the times. He is always blessing, and He's always good. And you and I uh, restore our integrity in community as we are generous with other people. And when we do that, we reflect the very nature of Almighty God who loves us and who has blessed us fully in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, pray this little message on integrity has been helpful to you. I want to go over the four steps again. Connect authentically by building trust. Build trust in other people. Number two, determine what your mission is. Determine what your task is. And take care of your task, not try to take care of everybody else's stuff, but just take care of your stuff. Number three, work to finish well. Be a finisher. Be a strong uh, finisher with your life. I often go back to remember uh, my son, the day he passed away, had an entry in his journal. And uh, he had been in this uh, mission of uh, starting... Um, discipleship groups with the men in the church and uh, one thing they did every day they journaled uh, a particular scripture and that morning he journaled that afternoon he died and in his journal entry that morning he re he recalibrated or, or, or retold what the scripture was in his own language as he understood it and know that he finished well by completing the task that God had him involved in up to the very day that he died. I want to be like that. I want to shoot for that. I want to be faithful doing what the Lord has called me to do to the day I can't do it anymore. And that will please the Lord. So work to finish well. And fourthly, be oriented like God to goodness. Be a good person. Help others around you and be a person of integrity. Will you bow your head with me as we pray? <laughs> our Father and our God, we thank you for the call to be people of integrity. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that restores us when we fail. And we do fail so often. Lord, thank you that we can rebuild trust in our relationships with others by being a person of integrity by demonstrating that we are who we say we are, to let those who steal, steal no longer. May that be our mantra in the days to come. May we not uh, strive for what doesn't belong to us, but may we be grateful for what we do have so that we do not covet what others have. We pray, Lord, that today someone will come to know Jesus as their Savior and their Lord during this time of invitation. They will come and accept Jesus and invite Jesus into their life as we sing this invitation song. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the Sunday morning worship service of the Ekron Baptist Church. You too can accept the eternal life offered by Jesus Christ. 
First, admit that you are a sinner. Then believe that Jesus Christ can forgive you of your sins and ask him to come into your heart and change your life. Then confess your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you've made this decision today, write to us at the Akron Baptist Church, 2775 Hayesville Road, Akron, Kentucky, 40117. If you're looking for a church home, we invite you to be a part of our growing family with programs and Bible studies for all ages. Join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. for morning worship from the Akron Baptist Church. Until that time, may God bless.